Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, the podcast which gives you keys to claiming your personal power. For more than a decade now, I've studied the King, Warrior, Magician, Lover archetypes, and in this time of great turmoil, I will reveal their secrets. My name is Ivan Fingenskjær-Schellum, founder of Men's Initiation, Reclaim Your Inner Throne, and it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. Here at home, it's a pretty chill day in the house. There's definitely a July vibe and uh, just peaceful and relaxed. I'm sat up on the hill again that I so often am on when I record these podcasts. My foot is blue and swollen after hurting myself playing tennis last Friday. I would have expected it to have uh, healed a bit more by now. But uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing good, though I'm not gonna walk much today. Um, it's an exciting time. Lots happening for Reclaim, and uh, for those of you who have been following this podcast for a while, you will uh, receive more information very soon on how to be closer with this work and to be part of a community where you can dive in with high quality people, make sense of the. Chaos in the world receives support on how to take next steps. So building a beautiful community now called Sanctuary, a sanctuary from all of the bullshit and the lies and the deception happening in the world. But uh, that's a story for another day. Uh, I'm going to go into a conversation with you today that many people have opened with me over the years because they're curious and they want to improve their lives. So without further ado, let's step into today's conversation on how to embody an archetype. Being someone who knows a lot about masculine archetypes, I often get asked the question, how can I embody the X archetype more, the, the king, the warrior, the magician, the lover archetype more. And this question often comes from a place I feel of how can you give me a generalized, always effective recipe for how to simply in, few, in a few steps and over a weekend embody an archetype. I'm I'm joking a little bit, but there is something along those lines happening. It's not exactly how it works to embody an archetype. It's not exactly how it works. One of the reasons for that is that the conditioning forces that have created who we know ourselves to be are different for each and every one of us. And rather than actually take a deep dive into understanding the ways that we are enabled to embody these archetypes and then to receive qualified guidance over time, what so many of us do is we look for this silver bullet and then we go towards this goal in an autodidactic kind of way. A lot of people discover the archetypes initially through reading. 
Maybe it was Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette's book, King War Magician Lover. And then having been given a map for human potential, for masculine potential, a man may now try and extract the external characteristics of the archetypes and now try to imitate them, if you will. This is what I did with the warrior archetype back in the days. I was actually quite athletic when I was younger, but because I was so afraid of competition and being mentored, then I would move away from that and I would start to repress my uh, my my power and my vital force and I started to become more of a, a geek. And then as I realized that I had a problem uh, some way into my 20s, then I tried to imitate the warrior archetype at the very uh, last stages of my 20s. 13, 14 years ago, I guess that's now, I started to have the idea that, okay, so I need to imitate these ideas that I read in books like The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. I need to be the wild man like described in Iron John, put ashes on my face, this kind of a thing, and just see what kind of theater I can play in order to convince myself that I've started to reclaim some kind of power, you know? And so I started to play the warrior archetype in a way that I was somewhat compelled by, but most people didn't buy into it because it seemed kind of farcical from the outside. So I can't, I can't blame people for like finding me a bit odd and difficult to be with it back in those days. And this is what so many of us do, see? This is what so many of us do. Rather than go deep, deep, deep inside. We look for the surface manifestations and then we try to imitate. And now we're playing the game. Ivan, what do I need to do to embody the warrior archetype more? Oh, you need to do a hundred pushups per day and you need to, to jog very far and you need to to scream a lot and to break bricks with your bare hands. Yeah, probably not. It is so easy for us to come up with these imaginary, like these fantasies of what it might look like. Because it's hard work to go that deep. And now we are players on a stage, brother. We are players on a stage. And we are using these archetypal narratives as a refuge from a life that we don't seem to like so much. Maybe we feel a sense of meaninglessness. And now we are making up the story that we are a magician or a warrior or whatever, whatever we might do. But all of this surface meandering, all of this gimmicky technical displays, like learning how to throw a few punches and kicks and then magically we have become the warrior archetype. No, it is much deeper than that. And in part two, after the break, I'm going to go into this in a great deal of detail. We're going to go deep today. And so buckle up and join me again after the break. Brother, you cannot wait any longer. 
this world is not magically going to be better just because you sit back and hope that someone's going to save it. Men across the world now are realizing that all of the rah-rahs from people around the world, people like myself saying, you have to rise, brother. You have to rise and become an agent of change so as to save humanity from just fucking itself over. That time is unquestionably here. We all see the signs. And so to thrive and to rise in times such as these, you have to start listening to the call to adventure. And if it's time now for you to finally take action and lean into your life in a new way, find somewhere to do that. Do it with us. The next round of Reclaiming a Throne comes in September. We have early birth throughout July. Or do it with someone else that you feel even more aligned with. The point is you have to do it. You cannot sit back and be a passive, lethargic, nice guy male anymore. You have to rise. You have to face your demons to lean in and to step into your initiation. This is the time. If you're inspired to answer that call with us, go to innerthrone.com apply or go to any other place which will serve you well. Do so now. So in part one, we explored some of the typical strategies that we might apply when we are younger or when we are less mature to try and embody an archetype and uh, typically when I get these questions the the men or indeed women who ask them they have tried these fairly low level strategies for how to embody them let's now discuss and explore more sustainable avenues of embodying the archetype in my own life I have sure enough gained value from autodidactic pursuits. That is to say, from reading, from experimenting, from just playing with things in my life and just seeing what happens. So to become a bit of a psychonaut in your own life, it's, it's okay. But it's not going to take you very far. My experience is that to really start to ground into the, the archetypal energy that is to embody it, it requires a sustained attention and container over time. And in that container, you preferably have a qualified guide. So for instance, when somebody wants to embody their warrior archetype, maybe maybe they would, you know, go into the woods and do some airboxing or beat up some trees or something like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It can feel great. But in terms of sustained guidance over time, it would be a lot wiser to consider, shall we say, martial arts with a qualified sensei who is more than just carrying out the katas or the throws or the kicks or the punches is actually embodied the archetype. You have to realize that to be an external manifestation of the archetypal behaviors doesn't mean that you have energetic mastery over the archetype. 
right? So this is where a master in martial arts becomes really relaxed because they have dominion over the energy of power. But somebody who is very good with the technique and they can throw and they can kick and stuff, but once provoked by somebody who's challenging their power, they just go go berserk because they haven't actually gained dominion over the archetypal energy so instead they want to prove themselves because they have a broken ego structure they don't actually trust themselves so now they have to prove themselves through an external technical display of martial arts this is a huge qualitative difference that you have to understand when you're looking for a guide in an archetypal sector. Actually, somebody can be a black belt in a martial art and still have a fairly low level of embodiment of the warrior archetype. This is something that gradually became clear to me where I would see black belt, whatever martial arts, actually carry themselves with surprisingly little confidence and then, then they would be you know bullied by their partners or or just not have the courage to stand for their beliefs and their principles and their values in the world i couldn't believe it at first but then it was very clear to me that yeah these people were very good technically but they hadn't actually embodied the energetics of the archetype and so you would want to be in the space of somebody, whether it's the warrior, the lover, the, uh, the magician or the king, that is embodying the energetics of the archetype, that they have actually developed a certain level of dominion over the actual archetypal energy. It's important for me that you get this. Because when you are mentored or when you try to put on external technical displays that is imitating an archetype. What you're essentially doing is you're creating another layer in your shit sandwich. Okay, so deep down you have some level of wounding or trauma, right? And on top of that, you have some sort of a moving away from the pain, and so maybe you shut down... Uh, or you have some other coping mechanism, right? And so say that you're a nice guy, because typically those of you who listen to this are fairly domesticated nice guys. You know, this this was my story, it's natural, it's your story as well. And, and you want to have more dominion over the red force of anger instinct and all this stuff. You, you, so you have, this, you have this nice guy that is trying to ensure that you don't receive more pain or aggression in your life but in actual fact you're having the opposite outcome and so now you're trying to to layer another uh, another layer in your shit sandwich so now you're putting the the behaviors of the warrior archetype on top of this nice guy and what do you get you get a fucking farce. You get somebody who's trying to play a role and who's actually externally very like, ah, like rigid, really. It's like, a, you know, very rigid boundaries and very rigid ideas and integrity and all this stuff. And, and, and it's all, <laughs> it's all in a desperate effort to, 
to adopt the warrior archetype. But this is not how you do it, see. When men come to reclaim you in a throne, often they think that they're going to get something like this and that they're going to come out on the other end having completed the training, the initiation, and now they're going to be at the top of the mountain and have all of these potent tactics and strategies that they can leverage to kick ass in the world. What is it that many of them actually leave with? It's a deep humbling. It's the realization that they have put on this shit sandwich layer in order to try and compensate for their perceived weakness or actual weakness. When what they always had to do was to go all the way down to the original source. And when we take them there, the layers of the sitch sandwich become revealed. And now they are stripped bare. And their identity looks like a complete mess to them. How have I possibly tried to live my whole life with this theatrical bullshit? I have been playing a fucking role for this whole life. And now I see it. I feel humbled, maybe humiliated, and I'm just like, oh my god. This is how you start to become a safe embodiment of the archetype. People are trying to do this high-frequency, heart-up kind of bullshit. How can I imitate this fucking archetype? How can I become a... A, a like a character on a theater stage that looks like the archetype without me having to do the actual work of going all the way down. An archetype isn't a personality that you put on. An archetype is a dynamic in the collective unconscious that pumps into you all day long and you have to create an ego structure that is solid enough to be a safe filter or interface with that archetype. This is how you become a safe embodiment with the archetype. How do you do that? You are in the presence of someone who can see through you and who will flag your patterns again and again and again. How could it look? It could look something like this. Say that you ask me about how you can embody the warrior archetype more. I may look at you and say, hey, please come. Please come more into this present moment. Where are you? I, I feel you in this very high frequency mode right now trying to, to, to off gas your energy. Stay. Come here. Stay. Don't go away. Stay. Now, tell me what you're afraid of. You're going away again. Come back. Tell me about power. Tell me about your relationship with rage. Tell me about your rage. Oh, so you're not rageful? You're just happy all the time? You're just this nice guy? Bullshit. Tell me about your rage. 
Tell me about your fucking rage. Come back. Don't go away. Come back. Okay, so you're doing that thing again. You're pulling that tactic, that diversionary tactic that gets us speaking about your story. Okay. So we're speaking about your father now. I'm not interested in your father. We can get back to your father later, but let's have an encounter. Okay, so with the red energy, you know, see what I'm saying? This is alchemy. This is bringing you back to the place in your ego structure where you normally fold. And the, the way you fold is by running away or by shutting down or whatever. And I am with you. Your guide is with you. Your mentor is with you, bringing you back again and again and again. This is how somebody can support you. And as your patterns start to get flagged, your conditioning will start to dissolve. See, the way that you embody an archetype isn't by conditioning yourself more. Your conditioning is a symptom of the fragmentation of your ego, which is a symptom of your unhealed trauma. So this is what we need to do. We need to go there again and again and to heal the integrity of the ego in the way that I speak about the ego. For some spiritual teachers, the ego is, is fully negative. For me, in the Jungian framework, it is an organizing and central system of, of, of self-organization. It's an important part of the psyche in the Jungian frame. And as I bring you back, as you are brought back again and again, you start to heal. See, life will do this for you. But if you don't have anyone with you, the way you will deal with it is that you will typically self-medicate. So say that you've had a hell of a confrontation. And now you have an activation of the warrior energy in your system and your ego structure is unable to be with the warrior energy. And so now you start to self-medicate with addiction or other off-gassing uh, techniques. You know, you th start throwing off the energy. You try to get rid of the energy because your ego structure hates this energy. Can't be with it because it compromises the whole narrative of the ego. I'm a nice guy, for instance. And yet the energy that's in your system is one of rage. So how can you sustain that? You can't. You have to go into addiction. See, this is, this is how it works. This, this is to say that embodying an archetype, while it is important to dedicate yourself to the study of the external manifestations of it, it could be martial arts with the warrior, it could be you know, dance or lovemaking or whatever with the lover. It could be the capacity to do visioning and stuff with the, with the king. And it could be uh, your logical uh, 
skills, your epistemology, you know, how do you make sense of the world pattern making of the magician? But ultimately, it is an energetic principle. And that each of these four archetypes represent a part of the energetic pie, if you will. And your work is to find places where you can decondition the conditioning forces that has turned your ego into this contorted thing. And now we need to straighten you out through deconditioning you over time in a container. So this is why this, this question, oh, how can I embody the magician archetype more? It's like, okay, okay, son, we can have a quick conversation about that and you can go home and read some books. But what you need to do if you're actually going to go into an embodiment of the magician archetype is to enter a container for three years with a qualified magician where you burn to the ground over and over, where all of your bullshit preconceptions of what it means to be a magician are burned to the ground so that you don't actually form these fantasy narratives that give you fake significance because your ego is feeling fragile in the world. All of that shit has to fall away so that you can become a clean vessel for the archetype. So that question cannot be answered with any kind of satisfying answer for the mind that just wants to hear, oh, here's a to-do list. Go home and practice that and you will have adequately come to embody the magician because it's not how it works. Sustained exposure to the deconditioning of your contorted ego the healing of trauma in a powerful container by a qualified guide that doesn't have to be reclaiming in a throne, though certainly it can be, because this is what we do and we've done it since 2014. But this is, this is the work that is required. And even three months with us may not be enough to go on. To, it's not may, it will not be enough. But it is the kind of touch point, this kind of imprint that makes a man really get it. Now I understand what it takes. And the humility that comes from that makes whole new things possible. So that's what it takes. It's not a simple process. Becoming whole is hard work. You're not going to get a 10-point to-do list that will take you there. It is a process of burning to the ground over and over until your vessel is pure. And that's all I have for you today. So let's return to nature. Now I will admit I may have been a little harsh on the outer exoteric paths today certainly there are many things that you can do in the outer realm but for anyone who's been part of ultimate intro to masculine archetypes you will know that while you had many tasks to take on to give you a little bit of a feeling for what the archetype was about 
many, if not most of you, got the most benefit from being humbled, from being put face to face with the kind of failing strategies that you have been using for so long. And now your grandiosity has crumbled, your identity is put into question, and that is when you are ready to enter a transformational container that shows you dominion over the archetypal energy. And so these are two distinct paths. Now, I don't know how you are doing this July. I hope you're doing well. It seems to me as I look at my Facebook feed and I communicate with friends around the world that things are a bit easier now. And um, I hope that you find yourself by the ocean or in the mountains or in some beautiful resort somewhere, however you want to do holidays. I hope that you have the opportunity to do so, that you are in a part of the world where that is possible. And here in Sweden, Michelle and I, we're going to go away for a full weekend of a wedding now. And that's going to be sweet. I haven't been to a wedding for a long time. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So take good care of yourself. And wherever you are in the world, I hope you have seagulls. These, these creatures that are kind of annoying, but at the same time, they remind me of all that is lovely about summer. So... The seagulls are all over here now. You probably can't hear them because they're kind of far away. So, yeah, I, I wish that you keep enjoying lazy July days. And that while I'm putting some fierce challenges in front of you, that also you enjoy going slow, that you enjoy really relaxing. And in my world, holiday is a time for just resting into being maybe more of a lover mode initially. And so while it's one of my great challenges in life to actually genuinely go on holiday, may you have the opportunity to let go of stimulus for just a little while this July. And if you're in a part of the world where you don't holiday in July, then, uh, well, <laughs> look forward to August. <laughs> hey, it's been a pleasure to have you with me today. Uh, I hope you got something out of it and uh, by next Friday I hope that I will have healed my foot. I'm hoping that in part because I intend to go on a wilderness survival training to learn to set traps and to build weapons from scratch and to set up camp and to be uh, skilled with creating a fire and things like that. I somehow feel that that is important right now. Hopefully it won't go to the place where that's going to be essential to survival. but something around getting more solid in our survival skills these days feels important and so maybe that will be something that i will bring into a future podcast episode okay have yourself a great weekend and i'll talk to you next time bye thank you for joining me in this week's walking with the archetypes it's been a pleasure to spend this time with you and don't forget, you are invited to come walk with me next Friday when we will take another deep dive into the archetypal realms. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive free guide.